Live from our nation's capital, it's the Inside Scoop with Mark Levine. Welcome to the Inside Scoop. I'm your host, Mark Levine, reporting a safe social distance from Washington, D.C. Did you watch the presidential debate uh, on Tuesday? Were you able to sit all the way through it? Did you turn your volume down in what has been universally cast as the worst presidential debate in American history? by everyone from the far left to the far right and everyone in between from fox news to msnbc to cnn what dana bash in words i don't think i've ever heard her say on cnn that i actually can't say on the air she used a four-letter word beginning with s and ending in t when she called it a sh show to wolf blitzer who said there should be no more future debates to Fox News, who was terribly disappointed on Fox and Friends and actually advising the president, understanding that, well, you know, he has nothing to do but watch them every morning, actually telling him that maybe he should interrupt a little bit less. Well, it would be cruel, unusual punishment for me to sit you through the entire debate. I won't do that, but I will give you, oh, I don't know, the best, worst, most memorable, ugliest, you choose your adjective. Here's three minutes from the debate. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because Actually, I should stop there. I may, I may pause in between. I promise, I hereby promise, I will never, ever use the word smart when referring to Donald Trump. That's one promise, Mr. President, that you've given me that I will keep. Moving on. You know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Court? Let Vote now. Are you pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, would you answer that because question? Because the you question is, the question is, the question left. Will you shut who is up, your, man? Listen, who, you were, will you shut up, man? That was literally my favorite moment of the debate. I'm going to riff on will you shut up, man. Let me be quiet and listen to them argue with each other. You don't need me interrupting. There's enough interrupting going on. Senator, and you're the, the worst way, you president vice... America has ever had. Hey, hey, Come Joe, on. Let me, let me just tell you, Joe, I've done more in, in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. You would have lost every primary. All he knows how to do Super is hurt. Tuesday. You got Look, very lucky. Here's the deal. I got very lucky. I'm going to get very lucky tonight as well. And tonight I'm going with to make what? sure because here's the deal. Here's the deal. The fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. People know what to do. They can social distance. They can wash the hands. They can wear masks. They can do whatever they want. But they got to open these states up. Own, his own CDC director says we could lose as many as another 200,000 people between now and the end of the year. And he held up. He said, if we just wear a mask, we can save half those numbers. Should have never happened from China. But what happened is 
We closed it down, and now we're reopening, and we're doing record business. You can't fix the economy until you fix the COVID crisis. We have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all, top, top academic, uh, good in every way, good in every way. It's just not appropriate to do this before this election. If he wins the election and the Senate is Democrat or Republican, then it, he goes forward. If not, we should wait until February. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take in that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call him? What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and Who would right you like me to white supremacists and right boys, Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Is it? Let me let me just stop it right there. We're, we're going to talk more about the president's express refusal to condemn white supremacy and why the president does not want to condemn white supremacy or even white supremacist terrorist groups which, need I remind you, are the most dangerous terrorist groups in America, far-pacing radical Islamic groups, or um, to the extent Antifa is a group, and I don't really think it is one, I'm not aware of them killing anybody at all. Um, we're going to go over there, I promise. But let me, let me finish. Uh, mercifully, mercifully, we are less than a minute away from the end of these, of these Washington Post clips that you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years. I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax, Not millions of dollars, and you'll get to see I, it. I, and you'll get to when? see it. I paid $27 million Show us your tax returns. This man is the, is the savior of African Americans. This man cares at all. This man's done virtually nothing. This is not 1950. All these dog whistles on racism don't work anymore. I did a crime bill, 1994, where you call them super predators, African Americans, the super predators, and they've never forgotten it. Are you in favor of law and order? Yes, I'm in favor. You ask a question, let him finish. Law and order. Law and order. Let him. Law and order with justice, where people get treated fairly. I'm totally opposed to defunding the police officers. Now. In listening to those three minutes from the Washington Post, the Washington Post was actually kind of unfair in that they chose perhaps some of the rare seconds in the 90 minutes where they weren't talking over each other. Um, that was rare. And perhaps, as I said, three minutes out of 90 minutes is what they could grab. But that wasn't the general impression of people who watched the debate. No, listening for real answers to real questions was kind of like, Oh, I don't know, sifting through a haystack, looking for a needle. There were a few in there, but you had to search hard, and um, it was a painful task. Look, the um, general impression of most Americans who watched the debate was a lot of yelling. Mostly it was Trump interrupting Biden. It was Biden sometimes pushing back. And above all, and now I have to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. I hate when that happens on radio. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, see, I'm interrupted too. Trump, 
Um, yeah, Trump did, I think they said 71 interruptions. Um, Biden did about 20, so about three and a half to one. But it got so bad that when the moderator, Chris Wallace of Fox News, actually asked Donald Trump to not interrupt anymore, to maybe let Joe Biden answer a question, to maybe respect the rules of the debate, which both sides had agreed to, which allowed them two minutes of uninterrupted peace. I don't think at any time in those 90 minutes did, um, did Joe Biden get two minutes un uninterrupted. What you saw was Donald Trump push back against Chris Wallace, against the Fox News moderator, until he and Chris Wallace were yelling and screaming at each other. It was kind of like trying to pacify a five-year-old boy who's having a tantrum. It's not easy to do. Let's face it, if you've ever tried to pacify a child with a tantrum, uh, it's not easy. And he just would not be silent. In fact, the Commission on Presidential Debates has now work, is now working on changing the rules, totally because Donald Trump destroyed the debate. And um, who knows what they'll do. I, I like the idea of the guy that said that the microphone should be like a chess clock, that you have to push the button in order to talk, and then um, you use up your time. And if your time runs out, boom, your mic's shut off, and the other guy gets to speak for the rest of the time. I kind of like that idea. But there are other ways to do it. Um, buzzers can sound in other ways. Here's the thing. Most people who... Uh, by the way, my producer, Mark Romaldi, uh, ensures me that his three- and six-year-olds behave infinitely better than that. I apologize, Mark. I do not mean in any way to suggest that Donald Trump is your typical five-year-old. Uh, he's far more ill-behaved. Uh, you're right. The vast majority of five-year-olds are better behaved. So please, I did not mean to insult your children. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, moving on. The, the, uh, the general impression as I mentioned from the, the commentators, Dana Bash and the others, well, this was terrible, that we shouldn't have debates, that we learned nothing. I disagree. I actually think we learned a lot in that debate. No, we didn't learn much about policy. We never heard Donald Trump's health care plan, which doesn't exist. We never heard Donald Trump admit or deny uh, that he only paid $750 on his taxes. Yeah, no, we didn't hear much policy. Live. But I would argue we did learn a lot from that debate. I would argue that we learned the id, the mind, of the President of the United States. We learned that he has, yes, less dignity than a five-year-old child. That all he can do is rattle off nonsensical lies because that's all he is. We'll be right back with more right after this break. He's a Bible-quoting, Constitution-loving, flag-waving, red-blooded, liberal American. He's Mark Levine. Give him a call now at 888-488-MARK. That's 888-488-6275. Welcome back to the Inside Scoop. Uh, we are talking about the debate on Tuesday. And if you want to call in, I welcome your voices. 888-488-MARK, uh, 888-488-6275. The phone lines are open and we can hear what you thought of the show. Just please don't use the words Dana Bash used, that S word, calling an S show. We, we can't say such things on the air, even though she said it at CNN. There were so many things about the debate. But again, the overall, overarching, was absolutely the tone. 
was the incessant interruptions by Donald Trump, the refusal to let Joe Biden get a word in edgewise. And Joe Biden, I got to say, fought back. Every time he said, well, you shut up, man, or um, you clown, or... Um... Oh, oh, I'm hearing my own voice. Sorry about that. Apologize, technical problem there. That's what happens when I open up Facebook at the same time. Anyway, uh, no, Joe Biden was uh, did manage to get a word in edgewise, and um, uh, basically acted, I think, like any of us would have to such a barrage. Most people got it. Uh, most people who wrote about it, and I had a whole thread open on my on my Facebook page, were just sort of shaking their heads and couldn't believe it. One one of my listeners actually said, well, I think they both sounded really bad. And I responded to her by saying, look, if a guy comes up to you on the subway and said that unicorns had kidnapped your mother and now uh, they're accusing you of being a child molester, how would you respond? You might back away slowly. You might look to get out of the train. But if you can't do that, if that's not an option because you're trapped there, you might just sound like Joe Biden. Uh, okay, um, we just shut up, man. We just just chill. Um, I thought he heard it with actually good humor. I think sometimes a smile is the best way to deflect against ridiculous things being headed your way. No, Joe Biden didn't hit the ball out of the park. Um, I actually think the person who's going to hit the ball out of the park is Kamala Harris. I'm really looking forward to that debate this Wednesday. Uh, Kamala's on her toes, and I have no doubt sure one rings around. Mike Pence in a much more stereotypical debate where I think they'll actually talk about, I don't know, national topics. But only one person on the stage Tuesday night was qualified to be president. Only one person on that stage knew what he stood for. Only one person on that stage was willing to have a standard debate. Um, that was Joe Biden, of course. Donald Trump did what he always does, bluster, yell, scream, interrupt. And for all those people who said it was a terrible debate, it was awful, it was impossible to watch, yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah, it wasn't fun. But that doesn't mean it wasn't instructive. That doesn't mean it wasn't useful. That doesn't mean it wasn't a good debate in the sense of what it's trying to achieve. Remember, the debate is not designed to appeal to people who support Joe Biden or Donald Trump, right? I'm voting for Joe Biden no matter what. You can tie me down and put a gun to my head. I'm still voting for Joe Biden. Um, and there are Trumpists who feel the same way. They are solid white supremacists and hate black people, and they love, they love Donald. How could they not? We'll get to that in a minute. But really, the debate is for the approximately 4% of Americans the 1 in 25 who claim they haven't made up their mind yet. Now, I don't know where that 4% lives. You know, we could look under some rocks maybe or um, hiding in manhole gutters. I, I, I don't know where. Manhole tunnels, I guess I should say. I don't know where they are. I don't know how you cannot have an opinion. But those people, to the extent they were tuning in and the extent they were from swing states, so undecided voters who care enough to tune in and are from swing states... How many are we talking about? A few hundred thousand? Maybe not even that many. But that was who the debate was for. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. We can be amused or horrified. 
The question is, how did it affect those voters who are generally indecisive between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Well, for those people, I think the debate was very useful. If there was ever any doubt that there was one and only one serious contender for the presidency on that stage, all you had to do was watch the debate. You may not agree with everything Joe Biden stands for, or you may think that he doesn't go far enough to the left. But whatever you think, shouldn't we have, I don't know, an adult in the room? Or at least a well-behaved five-year-old? We'll get to the specifics of the debate. I do want to go through them. I, I want to start, actually, with Donald Trump's failure to condemn white supremacy. But above all, before we get to any of the specifics, white supremacy or taxes or climate change or Joe Biden on whether or not to expand the court or whether or not we can have free and fair elections in America, all very, very important questions, it is important to just take the zeitgeist of the debate. Let me suggest that when you're arguing for more than a minute with the moderator and trying to scream over him, you're probably not winning a debate. The irony is, and in fact, this is what even Fox and Friends was telling Donald Trump through the TV screen, that's how they talk, was that Joe Biden didn't have to win the debate. Donald Trump lost it. I mean, Joe Biden is not the most charismatic speaker of the day. The man sometimes stutters. If you didn't figure that out, watch the beautiful piece from the boy who stutters, the 13-year-old at the Democratic National Convention who bravely fought through his stutter in what I think will go down as the single most memorable part of that convention. Yeah, Joe Biden stutters. Yeah, he seems a little slower than he was 12 years ago. And Donald Trump is a corrupt, raving lunatic who can't tell truth from fiction, is on the take from the Russians, owes them hundreds of millions of dollars, and is out to destroy our democracy by encouraging people to commit violence, particularly his white supremacist friends, and Joe sometimes stutters. Make up your mind. Election day is around the corner. In Virginia, we're already voting. In fact, that's true for states all across the nation. Um, I think something like a couple million votes have already been cast. Now, I haven't voted yet. I just haven't had a chance to. I got all month of October to do so. But I'll give you a hint. I'm voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And my Senator Mark Warner, my Congressman Don Beyer, a Democratic Congressman. And if you're a Virginian, I'm voting no on Amendment 1. So there you go. There's my ballot. But um, we are going to get to the specifics. I am going to go there after the break, and I do want to take your calls. But it's important just to under... Look, this debate, I think, may well be the last one that undecided voters watch. I think many people who saw this debate turned it off and said, I'm voting for Joe Biden. And that's good enough. That's good enough. We had a primary discussion where we could argue whether Joe Biden was the best representative of the Democrats. You know, some people preferred Elizabeth Warren. I respect that very much. Frankly, I probably agree. But at the end of the day, Joe Biden is a fundamentally decent man who cares a lot about the American people and cares more about them than he does about himself. Could anyone say the same thing about Donald Trump? We'll get to the specifics of the debate, but honestly, I don't think they matter. 
I, I sincerely believe Joe Biden won the election on Tuesday night. We'll be right back right after this. He's a Fulbright scholar and he speaks French, but he couldn't tell you who won the Super Bowl. It's Mark Levine. Give him a call now at 888-488-MARK. That's 888-488-6275. Welcome back to Inside Scoop. I am your host, Mark Levine. We've talked about the general way the debate was, um, but let's get to the specifics. Let's get to specifically the moments that more people are talking about than any other. You know, a good moderator gives presidential candidates all kinds of questions. He asks hard questions, right? He asked Donald Trump about his taxes. He asked Joe Biden about whether or not he would expand the Supreme Court. We'll get to those. Those were good, tough questions. But sometimes a reporter just hands the person a layup. Or to mix sports metaphors, throws them a slow pitch right over the plate. Mostly because... It would be easy for 99.9% of, of politicians just to condemn white supremacy. Easy for most anyone except Donald Trump. Support for WAMU comes from your part-time controller, specializing in nonprofit accounting. Your part-time controller helps nonprofit organizations with all of their accounting the, needs. The vice president for not specific... ...who have repeatedly we, criticized the... The vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing right. extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right wing. So what are you? What are you? you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right boys. Like white supremacists and right boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is a left wing. This is a left wing. So. I hope you could hear that. I know it wasn't that loud. Straight over the plate. Are you willing to condemn white supremacy? And uh, Donald Trump's response? Uh, uh, I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you mean? What do you want me to say? What, 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 yeah. And Joe Biden mentioned a very specific white supremacist group, one that's been declared a hate group uh, by the SCLC, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the one that Martin Luther King used to lead, a group that actively goes out and promotes violence. They don't just promote hate. They promote violence. They go out there and try to beat up people protesting against injustice. And um, I'm sorry they just got a, a, you know, a plug here. I guess I won't give them any more attention much because I don't think any white supremacists listen to my show. They're called the Proud Boys, and they actually had a meeting recently in Portland, Oregon. Very few people showed up which I'm very proud to say. But here you have a violent white supremacist terrorist group, which according to Trump's own FBI director, full disclosure, I went to law school with him, Chris Ray, according to F Trump's own FBI director, white supremacist terrorist groups 
are the largest domestic threat to the United States. Far more so than Islamic, radical Islamic terrorist groups, far more so than, um, well, you name it. In fact, as the FBI director, Chris Ray pointed out, Antifa, which you never really hear about except on Fox News, is an idea. It's a few kids who are anarchists and uh, like to promote anarchy. I should tell you, I have been to hundreds, hundreds of protests in my life. I've led dozens. I've personally led dozens of protests. I've been to more Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter protests than I can count. I've been to Occupy Democrats, uh, Occupy Wall Street. I've been to about all of them. Protests against the war in Iraq. I remember them all. Uh, protests for gay rights. Protests against child abuse. I mean, lots and lots and lots of protests. I've never attended a violent protest. Ever. Not one. I've never seen violence go on in any protests I've attended. And most of them were pretty progressive causes. Never saw anything burned. Never saw... Oh, wait. I take it back. I take it back. I do remember George Bush's inaugural after the United States Supreme Court uh, declared him the victor in 2000 by refusing to count American votes. And um, I didn't see it, but I heard at that protest <coughs> that one protester actually threw something at the car uh, that, Donald, that, that George Bush was in. That's it. That's it. I've never met anyone from Antifa in my life. I do remember at least one protest where a couple black-clad young people, clad all in black, um, proudly proclaimed themselves anarchists. Yeah, I remember that. According to the FBI, Antifa, by the way, has not injured or harmed or killed anybody. But some Antifa members apparently have set a couple fires. Not good. Not good. I'm against that. They haven't set as many fires as the white supremacists have. But, um, and, and yes, people, I have seen people engage in disobedience, civil disobedience. I've seen a lot of that. That was actually what Martin Luther King and John Lewis did, right? When they sat at the Woolworths lunch counter and demanded to be served in violation of the laws that said black people, black people have no right to be served that said that black people being second-class citizens don't have equal rights in America. They violated those laws. They sat at those benches in violation of the law. That's civil disobedience. And yes, I've even seen people block streets on occasion. And when you do that, you can, you can be arrested. But that's not like white supremacist violence. That's not like the people in Charlottesville who first marched with anti-Semitic chants against Jews with torches reminding themselves of Nazis. And then one man literally took his pistol out and shot at a black man in Charlottesville before another white supremacist took his car to murder Heather Heyer. Or people like the person in Kenosha, the 17-year-old from Illinois, who drove across state boundaries just to bring his long gun and try to protect people from what? Black people? The people Donald Trump's defending. Joe Biden gave a very specific group. He said Proud Boys. 
And Donald Trump was hemming and hawing, and I don't know, should I condemn it? I don't know. And 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 Biden you says, what about what about Proud Boys? He says, just say it, man, just say it. I mean, Biden teed it up, right? You have you have Chris Wallace teeing it up. You have Joe Biden teeing it up. How easy would it have been for a normal human being to say, of course I condemn white supremacy. White supremacy is evil. White supremacy harkens back to our country's worst days of slavery and Jim Crow. White supremacy is, is wrong and I condemn it with as much force as I can. And I will work as hard as I can as president to wipe the scourge of white supremacy off the face of the United States of America. And I don't like when leftist groups are violent as well. Is that so hard to say? Well, apparently for Donald Trump it is. I want to play the clip just one more time. Donald Trump says that, well, as a matter of, um, as a thought experiment, sure he could condemn white supremacy, but when said, say it, do it, condemn the Proud Boys, Donald Trump says, I want them to stand back and stand by. Chris Wallace says, will you tell them to stand down? He says, no, I want them to stand back and stand by. So now they've got, um, well, memes all over the internet. Standing by, standing back and standing by for President Trump. They all saw it as justification for their acts of violence. Let me play the clip one last time, then we'll go to break, and then I'll get to you callers. ...criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing right. extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups yeah. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left-wing, not from the right-wing. So wing. what are you, what are you, you, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white supremacists and white supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right. <sighs> do it. Say it. Do it. It wasn't a softball pitched over a plate. It was more like a, you know, that little, like, like a kickball with the ball right in front of your feet. It was, here you go. Condemn white supremacy. Wouldn't do it can't do it. White supremacists are some of Trump's greatest fans because he himself is a white supremacist. We'll be right back with your calls, 888-48-MARK, 888-48-6275, right after this. He's a Harvard economist and a Yale lawyer. He does not keep up with the Kardashians. He's Mark Levine. Give him a call now at 888-488-MARK. That's 888-488-6275. Welcome back to the Inside Scoop. I'm your host, Mark Levine. Lots to chat about the debate. Uh, there is Joe Biden's decision not to specify whether or not he wants to expand the Supreme Court. I'm thrilled as punch with his refusal to talk about that. And I'm happy to chat with you more about that when we get to the Supreme Court hearings, which should begin in earnest next week. Although I may just be in Washington protesting myself. 
Uh, there was Donald Trump's failure to deny that he only paid $750 in tax returns. He once said that he paid millions, but now he's trying to get a refund for $74 million back. Uh, let's just say that um, all of us have paid more in taxes than Donald Trump. And is that really the way we want our country to be run? There's also the fact that violence is on the up, that actually supporters of Donald Trump are going out and attacking people like an old man in Minnesota. Yeah, between them and the Proud Boys, that's not really a very safe space. But I do want to get to your comments on it. And I know Michael from the Bronx, who uh, I've called Old Faithful, has been holding on for a while. Michael, what's your take on the debate? Hi, Mark. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Go ahead. You're on the air. Great. Thank you so much, sir. Um, first off, let me just say that there's no doubt in my mind that Joe Biden clearly won that debate, despite how unfair everything was to him. The constant interrupting by Trump towards him and Trump interrupting the moderator at that. I mean, we need serious reform at that debate. And I hear that they are working on that right now because there were so many people annoyed at what was going on. The guy does not know how to abide by rules that they both sides had agreed to. Now, if I was moderator at there, I would not have let the chaos go the way Chris Wallace did. Chris Wallace did a horrible job, I gotta say. Should have you know, Michael, I, I agree control. with you. At the beginning, he did a horrible job, but by the middle, he actually did fight back, and, I, and it you know, he tried. Bit. He tried. I mean, what else he are you going to do? Right? I mean, I, you know, you can't jump up on stage, and you can't really cut the guy's mic. No. I mean, he, he did. I, he was a little slow, but once he saw what Trump was doing, he, he did call. I mean, he had like an extended one-minute argument with Trump. Um, but you I don't know what known. anyone could have done. But, Mark, a moderator is supposed to know and be prepared on how the candidates, the people he's supposed to be moderating, handle themselves and be prepared to take whatever action necessary. Chris Wallace did not do that. And by the time he started you know what he doing needed? That, damage already done. What he needed a buzzer. To- he needed a buzzer. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have been fun? <laughs> just have a buzzer. Well, like every time Donald Trump just ban that, that. That would have well, been hilarious. Let me, <laughs> well, let me explain how I would have handled it because there okay. definitely would have been real law and order in that debate if I was there. I would have cut the mic off if Trump couldn't shut up like Biden and a whole bunch of others were saying at home, shut up already. But I would have cut the mic off, and if Trump still persists on acting the fool, then I would have taken the liberty of saying, sir, you are hereby disqualified. We are not having this uncivility. Leave the premises. Give him the Judge Judy treatment. The case yeah, is done. Yeah, I, I don't know, Michael. I, I don't over. think he would have been pra- praised in the press if he'd actually ended the debate there and shoved Trump off the stage. I think he might have gotten a little bit even more pushback for that. But but I, I appreciate your suggestion. Uh, one of the yeah, things that, the- um, that we saw in... Um, the that was mentioned actually by some of my listeners in Facebook uh, as the part that they found the most egregious was the way Donald Trump responded to Joe Biden's talk about one of his sons, Bo Biden, 
the Iraq war hero who um, tragically died of brain cancer uh, just a few years ago at uh, in his 40s. And, you know, when a father is grieving for a child, particularly for a military hero, most people with any sense will let that moment pass, right? You just, that's a gimme, right? A dad is allowed to praise his son who died young, particularly one who was a hero like Bo Biden. Donald Trump didn't let it pass. He actually switched to talk about Joe Biden's other son, who had suffered from substance abuse, and to attack him for that substance abuse. To which Joe Biden honorably said, you know what, my son did have. He wasn't dishonorably discharged, but he did have a drug problem, and he got past it. I'm proud of him. Didn't try to cover it up. Didn't try to lie about it. Just said, yeah, folks get addicted, and we try to help them. This, I think, was maybe the clearest example among many in that debate of one man's inhumanity and another man's consummate humanity. My son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He got the, he got the Bronze Star. He got the Conspicuous Service Medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot. And the people left behind oh, there really? were heroes. Really? And I resent Are you talking like about hell. Hunter? Are you talking about I'm Hunter? I'm talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking about I don't about know. I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, you know got thrown, Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. For he wasn't dishonorably. cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of vice president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. true. He my son, fortune, my son, and he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's 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 fixed it. He's worked on it, and I'm proud of him. But why I'm was he given tens son. of millions? All right, of but he wasn't given right. tens of millions. Of that is totally, that's Trump. totally. We've already, we've already been totally discredited. We've, both, we've already been through this. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial so subjects. Well, you know, as the moderator, sir, I'm going to make a, know, a judgment call here. three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor of about, Moscow. Let's talk about not think true. It's gentlemen, that report is totally discredited. Oh, just another moment from the debate. So I do think this will be remembered as the will you shut up man debate. And... I think we need to recognize the power of Donald Trump's refusing to shut up and how it's shut us all down, right? We can't talk about him actively helping Russia commit treason and rig our elections because, well, now we've got to focus on the fact he didn't pay any taxes. And, oh, wait a minute, he's telling us that we don't need to wear masks even though 200,000 people he's killed He's going to kill another 200,000. But meanwhile, he's trying to stop the post office from delivering ballots because he doesn't trust the election system we've had since 1864, the Civil War. And he's calling people in the military uh, liars and losers. And just shut up, man. You know... One of the things when you learn about the rise of fascism, when you learn about the rise of authoritarianism, this is actually something that, that Hitler wrote about. It's 
you knock someone off guard, and before they can right themselves, you knock them again and again and again and again. You can't focus on one atrocity because there's another one around the pike. You can't focus on the burning of the Reichstag in Germany, the parliament, because then he's going to start rounding up people, and you can't focus on them because then he's going to, going to start killing people, and you can't focus on that because now you're focused on your own family, and, well, then it's too late. What we didn't hear in that debate was silence. We didn't hear a chance for us to think, to take it all in, to realize what the parties were saying. Even if you disagree with something Joe Biden has said or agree with Donald Trump, how could you focus with all that yapping, as Joe Biden put it, going on? The goal is to get you not to think. Donald Trump supporters don't think. There's a reason why uneducated people support him. There's a reason why racists support him. It's all based on emotion and fear. It's not based on rational thought. It is my hope and prayer that in the next two presidential debates, there'll be some time to process what you hear. There'll be a little bit of silence just so we can figure out what's going on and address the topics one at a time. The West Coast is burning. We're facing a major climate catastrophe. And Donald Trump is going on and on about Joe Biden's son's drug problem? Mr. President, will you shut up, man? America needs competent leadership right now. They don't need this nattering, useless, purposeful talking. This is Mark Levine signing off.